Chloe Yang from KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, and this is the story of 120 boys from the Qing Dynasty who came to the U.S. to help modernize China. This story is told by Betty Tong Lao, whose husband's grandfather was one of these select boys sent to New England. These boys later returned to China and pursued engineering, political, and education, fulfilling the mission of Yong Wing's educational mission to modernize the dynasty. Peter's grandfather was one of the 120 young boys sent by, in those days, the Qing Dynasty, not the Republic yet. The government decided that the Chinese is quite backwards in terms of science and technology area in those days. And they feel like by sending a group of young, young boys to United States to study, we're enabled to learn something about science and technology, and they can bring it back to China. So 120 boys, and Peter's grandfather was one of them, they completely paid by the Chinese government, and they were each two boys to each of the American family they would stay with. And the government will pay their room and board, their tuition, all the expenses. So they were in New England. How are these boys selected? I have no idea. They just kind of randomly selected. From the book that I was reading, they were from various areas, not necessarily from wealthy families, or, uh, but they have to be pretty good-looking boys. And presentable. So they all from different provinces, different villages too, and they were sent to Shanghai to learn A, B, C, D and give them some orientation. They were all dressed to the nines and they also with a cute, they're still wearing the cute in the back, no boys off. And they board a ship first-class treatment. They have their own chef. These boys sail across the Pacific to San Francisco and board the train from San Francisco. Again, first-class travel. They dress impeccably, and they all cross the United States to New England. They landed in Hartford and then went to different schools. For That's so interesting. It like blows my mind that that yep. really and happened. And then several of them, older ones, Peter's husband, Tong Xiaoyi is his name, was uh, probably came as a 12-year-old. So he ended up graduated from high school and went to Columbia University. And then the government, they got a report from their tutor to travel with them, teach them, continue to learn Chinese say, these boys become so westernized, we cannot let them stay longer. So they all got recalled back to China. They didn't get a traditional Chinese education. So government had no idea how to assign these boys, except they're fluent in English. But uh, eventually, they all got some posts. And Peter's grandfather, Tong Xiaoyi, became the first prime minister of the Republic of China. Wow. That's like a very interesting life. Very. 
do you think that this whole trip for these boys to come to America to modernize China was helpful for not only the government but the boys? Very much so. One of the boys, he actually studied engineering and went back to China. He was the one invented the hook. The train carts, they, when they oh, yeah. put together the hook, he invented that hooking device. So they all contributed a lot. What did your husband's grandfather do after he came back to China? Well, the grandfather. He went back to China. They didn't know how to assign him. So he became a translator, helping like a, like a State Department and then uh, uh, doing translation. But his ability got recognized. So eventually he represented the Chinese government actually came to U.S. ambassador to later on, and he did a quite a bit of uh, international negotiation. So during the time when the Qin Dynasty is really became so weak, and Dr. Sun Yat-sen was having the revolution, tried to change the government into a democratic government, and. Uh, during that time, the revolution keep fighting a little war here, a little war there within China. But eventually, they were able to get the Qin Dynasty, the emperor, to decide to abdicate. Peter's grandfather, Tong Xiaoyi, was representing the Qin Dynasty, negotiating with the Dr. Sun Yat-sen's Republicans at that time, not even party, they, they're just rabbles, group of rabbles. We want to have a democratic country for, for that negotiation. And so Peter's grandfather negotiating on behalf of the Qin government. Another British-trained diplomat represent Dr. Sun Yat-sen's party. They sit together, but they said, well, two Western-trained individuals are negotiating. I mean, they think alike. So the whole negotiation happened on the day that the Qing government decided to announce the abdication. So this is very, like, goes from America to whole negotiation government. That's right, negotiating for having a new government. Do you have any interesting stories from Peter's grandfather? Does he have an interesting experience either in America or with the Qing Dynasty? Not personal experience. I know several boys really very active playing baseball. They were in the school teams. In fact, one of the boys was a coxswain for Yale rowing team. So they were all very, very active. That's good. So all this has inspired a book, is that correct? Like a novel to be written? That's right. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, the novel was simply because of the there was a boy, actually there's a, quite a few boys, who was really enjoyed playing baseball. So this author just decided to pick up the idea and created a story, novel. That's awesome. Well, I'll be sure to 
read it sometime soon. Yeah, I'll send you the uh, name and the, the book about the 120 boys, oh. um, what their life is like, what their host family is like, like so how they interact. So that's the, you know, it's a, from a history professor. I'm excited. Through the experience of these boys, these 120 men helped transform China's dynasty to a modern civilization. I'm Chloe Yang from KMIH, and keep tuning in to 88.9 for music and conversation that spans generations.